Welcome to the Lyrics and Life podcast. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and review as your feedback helps us reach new listeners beyond our typical reach. And don't forget to share with your friends on social media. And for a free journaling guide that empowers self-discovery and personal growth, visit our website at www.lyricsandlife.online. Now, let's get this episode started and embrace the growth it brings through the magic of lyrics and life. And welcome to episode number 29. In this episode, we will be discussing Famous Four by Torrin Wells, which also features Jen Johnson. Famous Four by Torrin Wells is a powerful song that revolves around celebrating the unwavering faithfulness and power of God. The lyrics encourage the listeners to honor the incredible deeds that God has done in the past and recognizing his faithfulness in their lives. The song lies in the belief that God is not only capable of doing great things, but that he is indeed famous for his acts of love, mercy, and provision. Famous for serves as a reminder of the hope and confidence believers can find in God's promises. The lyrics talk about how God will continue to work in the present and the future, bringing greatness in our lives. I heard this song last year, around the time that God was putting on my heart that something needed to be done. As I was in the waiting period, I sang this song to God. I was kind of like I was saying, come on, God, I know you've done this before. Make known to me what you want us to do. Do what you are famous for. And as Katrina shared, we chose this song because we feel that there is a mindset shift in our lives that needs to happen. We are embarking on some exciting times, but which also requires a mindset and a skill set we still need to develop. We personally need to have the roars of fear subsided and for God to continue to awaken our spirits to his voice and to remain focused on him. And we hope that our choice of this song will also help you in your times that you need to embark on or that if you're in the moment of having roars of fear um, screaming at you, that this song can be an encouragement to you as we provide commentary on the lyrics. So let's kick off this song, starting off with verse one. And that goes, there is no fear because I believe. There is no doubt because I have seen your faithfulness, my fortress, over and over. In the first verse, the lyrics show a strong sense of confidence and trust in God. The words, there is no fear because I believe, show the unwavering faith that you have in God. The faith is not based on uncertainty, but on a firm conviction of the promises of God, knowing that he has done it before and he will do it again. The line, there is no doubt because I have seen, talks about personal experiences that reinforces this belief. It speaks to moments in life where the singer, Torn Wells, has witnessed God's faithfulness firsthand, really grounding the foundation of trust. It makes me think back to when I saw God really move during Cadence's episode. I didn't know this song then, but then God started putting on my heart early last year that we were supposed to do something. Then I heard this song. Made me think, okay, God, I've seen you work already. Do it again. I knew he could do it again. Now we have this coffee shop in line and Christian music venue. He lined it all up. It's just amazing to see his power work in our lives. The mention of God's faithfulness as a fortress stresses the idea of God being a reliable source of protection and strength. This aligns with Psalm 27.1, which declares, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Here the Bible verse echoes the sentiment expressed in the song. It shows God as a fortress and as a place of refuge and security. In times of trouble and uncertainty, turning to God becomes a source of strength, knowing that his faithfulness serves as a constant and unwavering shelter. The repetition of over and over in the lyrics stresses the nature of God's faithfulness and how he is always there for us no matter what. And when I started analyzing the lyrics of this song, it reminded me of Matthew 6. Jesus is telling his disciples not to stress about what's coming tomorrow. He's hammering home the idea of trusting in God rather than worrying about what is coming. And when we start worrying, fear tags along and doubt isn't too far behind. Worrying usually kicks in when we're unsure about what's going on down the road, making us question if we've got what it takes to handle whatever's coming our way. However, having a solid belief in God's faithfulness is like having a boat anchor that keeps our boat from drifting away. We need to remember that God's got our back, bringing sense of peace in the middle of life's uncertainties. It's a confidence boost that makes dealing with tough stuff a bit more doable. And the chapter ends in verse in Matthew 6, and it says, Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way, one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. When we pray, we're having a conversation with God, expressing our thoughts, feelings, and desires. In these moments, we can acknowledge and declare our trust in His faithfulness. And speaking positive declarations is expressing out loud our confidence that He is faithful and that His promises hold true for our lives. And this can be a powerful way to reinforce our faith and align our thoughts with God's truth. Praying is to communicate with God and pour out our hearts. And when we declare our trust in His faithfulness, we solidify that belief. It's a personal and intentional way to invite God's faithfulness into our everyday lives. It's a direct way to stop the thoughts of fear and doubt and stop them from taking root and solidify our beliefs in His faithfulness. All right, so we're going to move on to verse 2. And it goes, I have a hope found in your name. I have a strength found in your grace. Your faithfulness, my fortress, over and over. In this second verse, it talks about feeling hopeful because we know God's name and we are strong because of his grace. When it says, I have a hope found in your name, it means we feel sure and positive because we understand who God is. Knowing God's name is like knowing his character and his promises. Knowing this makes us more confident in his trustworthiness. The line that says, I have a strength found in your grace is about having inner strength because of God's undeserved kindness, which is called grace. This grace is a gift from God that we didn't earn. It's like a special favor. This part connects with Psalm 9, chapter 9, verse 10, which says, Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. This verse is talking or telling us that if we understand who God is, we can trust him and he will never abandon us or he will never abandon those who look for him. The song and the Bible are both showing us that God's faithfulness is continuous and enduring, just like the repeated phrase over and over. And our hope is found in his name and through his death and resurrection, Jesus conquered sin and death. 
providing a living hope for all who believe. He is a constant and consistent, which provides a foundation of faith and hope. And I love the line from the song Cornerstone. My hope is built on nothing less. And that is saying that our hope in Jesus is the number one thing and everything else is less than that. And in this hope, we find strength. This strength is because of his grace. It's not about how strong we are, but about relying on the grace of God that freely gives us. Finding strength in his grace is like discovering this wellspring of power that helps us face whatever comes our way. And God loves us so much that he gave us this grace freely without asking anything for return. His grace is always there to forgive us no matter what we have been, whatever we've done wrong. And his grace helps us start over every day with a clean slate. When we feel weak or alone, his grace reminds us that he is with us and that he is stronger than anything we face. And his grace also changes us from the inside out, making us more like him. Because of his grace, we can experience his forgiveness and his strength in our lives. And his love never gives up on us and it gives us the courage and the hope to keep going, even when things are hard. All right, we're going to move on to the chorus. And the chorus says, Make way through the waters, walk me through the fire, do what you are famous for, what you are famous for. Shut the mouths of lions, bring dry bones to life, and do what you are famous for, what you are famous for. In this chorus, there is a sense of hopeful expectation where we eagerly anticipate God to do the remarkable things he's known for in our lives. When it says, make way through the waters, walk me through the fire, it's like asking God to guide and protect us through challenging times. This could be compared to stories in the Bible, like when God makes a way through the Red Sea for the Israelites or walked with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. The phrase, do what you are famous for, expresses the desire for God to perform miracles and wonders, just as he's done throughout history. The lyrics mention shutting the mouths of lions, which might remind us of the story of Daniel in the lion's den, where God protected him from harm. Also, bringing dry bones to life is a powerful image of God's ability to revive and restore what seems lifeless. This could be linked to the story of Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones in the Bible. This chorus captures the anticipation of witnessing God's extraordinary actions in our lives, drawing inspiration from past biblical accounts where God intervened in miraculous ways for his people. It's a hopeful and reassuring call for God to manifest his renowned power and perform deeds that showcase his fame and wonders and miracles. Barry is going to now go into detail on the Bible stories that I touched on. Like Katrina said, there are many biblical references within this chorus. And this is why I love the Bible so much, because they give us examples after example of what God has done throughout history for the ones that believe in him. These accounts give us an anticipation and expectation that God will work miracles in our lives as well. But that's not on our timing, but on his. So here are some cases that... Um, the Bible talk about that this chor- chorus also represents. So let's go with the first line, make way through the fu- make way through the waters. So this story shows how God delivered the Israelites in, in Exodus 14 from the bondage of Egypt by uh, performing a miraculous intervention. God parted the Red Sea. He created a dry path for them to cross over. 
while holding back the pursuing Egyptian army with a pillar of, a pillar of cloud and fire. And when the Egyptians tried to follow them, God caused the sea to return to its place, in which case they all drowned. And the Israelites saw the great power of God and praised him for their salvation. And the next line says, walk me through the fire is in reference to Daniel 3, where this story shows how God protected three faithful men who refused to worship a golden image set up by King Nebuchadnezzar. The king ordered them to be thrown into the blazing furnace, but God sent an angel to shield them from the flames. The king saw this fourth figure in the fire with them and realized that God was with them. And then he commanded them to all come out and saw that they were completely unharmed. He praised their God and issued a decree to honor God instead of this statue. And the, law, and the line that says, shut the mouths of lions. This is in reference to Daniel 6. And this is how God preserved the life of Daniel, who was loyal to God and served the, as a high official in the kingdom of Darius. Some jealous officials plotted against Daniel and persuaded the king to make a law that forbade anyone to pray to any God or man except for the king for 30 days. Daniel continued to pray to God openly and was caught and thrown into a den of lions. And in this case, God shut the mouths of the lions and Daniel was spared. The king was overjoyed and praised Daniel's God and then ordered the conspirators to be cast into the den where they were completely devoured by those lions. And when the lion says, bring dry bones to life, we've also referenced this in a couple other uh, podcasts, several podcasts ago. But this shows how God gave vision to the prophet Ezekiel, who was among the exiles in Babylon. God showed him in a valley full of dry bones and asked him if they could live. And Ezekiel answered that only God knew. And God told him to prophesy to the bones and they came all together and formed human bodies and they had no breath. And God told him to prophesy to the breath and the breath entered them and they became alive. God explained that the bones represented the house of Israel who had lost hope and felt like they were dead. And God promised to bring them back to the land and to put his spirit in them and to make them his people. And that's why I love this chorus because it represents all these biblical accounts of where God performed a miraculous miracle and wonders and just put people in awe where they could worship and glorify God. All right, so we're going to move on to verse three. It says, release your love inside of me. Unleash your power for all to see. Spirit come and fall on us over and over, O Lord. And I was, as I was reading over this verse, I just felt like there was an element of surrender in this verse. We have to let go of our thoughts of what love and power are. And we need to ask God to show us what that is in our lives because it's going to be different for everybody. It's going to be different for all of us. It will look different as God calls us differently. But here's the crazy thing. It's actually the same love and same power. It's just shown differently because we're all individuals and we have different personalities and different strengths and weaknesses. And I think this also implies that we need to trust God's love and power and not doubt or limit them by our own understanding or our expectations. Because God's love is a perfect example of how we should love others as he commands us to love one another as he has loved us. And I honestly believe that God's power is unleashed through the love we show others and the love we show God. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And this is done by daily connection with Him, soaking in His Word, and in prayer. In other words, we need to be filled with the Spirit, and we need to walk by the Spirit, and we need to bear the fruit of the Spirit, because that is where the power is. In this verse, there is a heartfelt desire and invitation for God to let His love and power flow within us and through us. The words, release your love inside of me. They express a longing for God's love to fill our hearts and influence our actions. Love is a key aspect of God's nature. And when we ask for his love to be released in us, it's like inviting his caring and compassionate character to shape our lives. The line, unleash your power for all to see. That stresses the recognition that God's power is not meant to be hidden, but to be displayed for everyone to witness. God's power is another essential aspect of who God is. And when we ask for it to be unleashed, we are seeking his strength and capability to be evident in our lives. The phrase, Spirit, come fall on us over and over. That's an invitation for the Holy Spirit to be present and active in our lives repeatedly. This aligns with the Bible verse, Romans 5, 5, which says, God's love has been poured out into our hearts and through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Here the idea is that God's love is poured into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 also speaks about receiving power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, connecting with the desire for God's power mentioned in the song. So this whole verse reflects a genuine longing for God's love and power, acknowledging these as fundamental aspects of God's nature and inviting the Holy Spirit to continually work within us. All right, so let's move on to the bridge. And that goes, God of exceedingly, God of abundantly, more than we can ask or think, Lord, you will never fail. Your name is powerful, your words unstoppable, all things are possible in you. In the bridge, there's a powerful expression of praise and declaration about God's extraordinary nature. The phrases of God of exceedingly, God of abundantly, more than we ask or think, that conveys the idea that God goes beyond our expectations and he surpasses our wildest dreams. It reflects the belief that God's capacity to act is not limited to our understanding, but exceeds it by far. This aligns with the Bible verse Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, which says that God can do immeasurable more than we ask or imagine, emphasizing his boundless abilities. The statement, Lord, you will never fail, is the declaration of unwavering trust in God's faithfulness. It echoes the assurance that God is reliable, dependable, and will always stay true to his promises. This connects with the Bible verse Matthew 19, 26, where Jesus declares, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. It emphasizes God's omnipotence and his ability to overcome what seems impossible to us. The bridge continues with affirmations about how strong and powerful God's name is and how when God says something, it always happens. Nothing can stop it. The big message is that when we are with God, everything becomes possible. I think Katrina really nailed down the essence of this bridge. So I wanted to share something with you that really touched me as I was meditating and praying and asking God to speak to me through the lyrics of this bridge. 
And it's not about how much stuff we have. I know the bridge talks about saying God of exceedingly and God of abundantly, but it's, it's not so much about the material things, but I think it's really about how much God loves us and blesses us in every way, whether it's with our health, with our family, food on the table, our house, or even just his amazing grace. And my question is, do we really trust that God will never let us down? Let's remember what Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, that Jesus's name, that Jesus has the highest name of all and that everyone will bow to him. His name is so powerful that even the demons are afraid of it. Do we really believe that nothing is impossible for God? Is there any doubt within our soul that, that says that, there, that God cannot do it? Remember, Saying that God, nothing's impossible with God is not just a saying. It's a way of living with a strong faith that doesn't doubt or fear. And the bridge of the song is a statement of faith, a way of saying that we stand on God's word and his promises. So let's challenge ourselves to think like this, to have a faith that stays in our hearts all day, every day. It's time to have a faith that changes how we see things and helps us to experience God's promises in our lives. Are we ready to have that kind of faith? Because it's not easy, but it's worth it for the glory for the glory of our God. Famous for is a song celebrating God's faithfulness, his power, and his ability to do amazing things in our lives. The lyrics express trust in God's name, his grace, and the anticipation of witnessing his miracles. The verses connect with Bible verses, emphasizing God's love, God's strength, and his ability to exceed all of our expectations. You can apply the song's message by trusting God, expecting great things, and inviting his love and power into your life. Remember that God is reliable. His name is strong, and his promises are unstoppable. As you face challenges throughout the week, believe that God can do more than you imagine. Just like the Bible tells us. This song is an amazing song of faith and God's power and grace. It reminds us to trust in God's love and his grace, which are more than we can even imagine. But there is a challenge here that we need to constantly ask ourselves. Do we really believe this of God? Do we have this confidence of faith? We need to think about what might stop us from having faith if we are doubting. The Bible tells us of amazing stories of how God did these things for his people. I know it's hard to believe that this can be done for our, done for us in the same of our lives, but when we say his name with confidence and faith, it changes how we see things and how we live. When we are always thankful for his grace, we don't have to be afraid or doubtful, especially when we call on his name. My hope, our hope, is that you are full of his spirit, following his ways and showing his love, joy, and peace, and even more. And that is where the real power is. We know it's not easy, but like I said before in the bridge, it's so worth it because God loves us and freely gives us grace and strength. I just want to end by praying for each listener. God, I just pray that you work in our lives. I thank you for your faithfulness and your power. May we experience your love, Lord. May we find strength in your grace and may we witness your incredible deeds in our journey of faith. I thank you for all you have done, all you are doing, and all you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.